It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series, featuring interviews with the premier talent in the Chicago music community or making the lead stories this month at ChicagoVersUnited.com. My name is Jaime Black, recording out of the Music Garage, Chicago's professional music rehearsal space and the new home of the Dynasty Podcast Network. You can check them out on the web at MusicGarage.com. This week, talking with Sid, Adam, and Thundar of Loyal Divide in support of their debut full-length Bodice Ripper. Guys, how's it going? Well, how are you? It's going really good. Thanks for having us. Thank you for coming up. You know, we were saying before the mics turned on, I have interviewed you guys a handful of times over the last year or two. We're brothers. Um, We're brothers. Yes. And it's always kind of been like, I can't wait for people to hear this record. I can't wait for people to hear the record. (laughs) And now the record's out. And that's awesome. So, you know, congrats on that finally happening for you guys. Thank you. Thanks so much. How has the year been for Loyal Divide? It's been up and down, I guess. Uh, it, It was... We've anticipated releasing this for a long time, yeah. so we uh, are really happy now that we can actually release it properly through Kilo Records and do a proper tour around it. But you know, we had we thought we were going to do this about a year ago, so <laughs> it was finished a year ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's the dis- that's the down part, but the up part is you know we're doing what we're doing now. So good things I, are still coming out of it. I mean, it seems like you guys had your house in order, but then you kind of had to get like distribution deal and like you know, everything that goes along with it it's like being in a band it's not just like you finish the record and then you drop it the next day right right um, right right kind of give people a little bit of kind of the background view you know like a behind the scenes look at what it was like with this record you know where it was completed a year ago but it's not getting released until now right uh well we didn't have a label um when it was finished so we tried to find one after the fact when it probably would have been more intelligent to try to bait labels months prior to it wrapping (laughs) up. Um, But that's just how we work. Then that took a couple months and, well, more than a couple months. And, you know, it's just uh, in the meantime, we've been writing new music. So I guess the positive thing about it is there won't be another three-year wait, you know, (laughs) for another album. So we're good to go to start recording another one. We're trying to learn from our mistake when we released... uh um, Labrador EP. We just, you know, we were like, yeah, we are done. We just release it just out on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we released it on the internet on like December twenty seventh, yeah. or, so, or something yeah. like that. Like on a, on a, on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, yeah. everyone's gonna see. Yeah, this. man, how come this? Release- how come this is not picking up, man? This is good stuff. <laughs> yeah, and by release, we only like uploaded it to CD Baby. Yeah. And then sold it at shows. I don't know. We're we're idiots. <laughs> but we're trying to learn from that now. But you know, there's not a great hand. Well, I say that there isn't. Like Martin Atkins has actually written a handbook. But mm-hmm. you know, most bands <laughs> they don't have kind of a we roadmap of like exactly how these things work, and it is a lot of trial and error. And like you said, you know, now that you guys have been through this process, I imagine it is going to be a much more expedited process in the future where yeah, you know, everything is a lot more lined up. Well, you know, I always have wanted to read that handbook. Yes. And uh, that's one of my big regrets. Uh, but uh, I I just had never had the energy to like go, <laughs> go to the bookstore <laughs> <laughs> or listen to it on tape either. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I've asked you guys, I believe, I, I think I've asked this before, but how did you end up partnering with Kilo Records, who's a really phenomenal Chicago label? I'm really a big fan of a lot of the artists they've got there. Uh, Stephen Paul Smoker, Loneliest Monk, and it seems like they're really behind their artists. So kind of how did you guys get in touch with them and, and make this happen with, you know, partnering with them? We uh, played a show with Stephen Paul Smoker, and so we met, uh, the label was there, so we met them. Yeah, they actually are 
great. Um, they work really hard for us, and Sudo actually pushes them a lot. And yeah. <laughs> it's just like the intangibles, like you just having someone else to bounce questions, ideas off of. And internally, we are so paranoid about everything. Does that look cool? Does this not? And then somebody in the outside perspective kind of orchestrating yeah. the whole thing is is so refreshing instead of us being proactive we are proactive people because we're old in this business and so we're <laughs> going to do this and uh it's good to have that outside perspective man it, re- it really is and that guidance yeah it's nice to let go of some of the control i yeah. guess to like just not even think about it and trust that it's getting done and have that extra voice absolutely uh-huh. i can totally see that yeah i know material from this record does include songs from your labrador ep mm. so kind of like what's the timeline like how far does it stretch in terms of writing for this album if it kind of um, that far well vision vision was the first song that uh we that we constructed i won't want to say written it's more like they're constructed on pro tools so i mean that was man maybe four years ago that we started work on that song and uh we didn't know that's we learned pro tools through that song so um really it's all the work that we've done over the past four years i would say so yeah that's the timeline right there it's i mean it it does sound like everything you guys are doing you're learning on the fly yeah learning pro tools while you're constructing the song and things like that right right just kind of plug your nose and jump in but now you're equipped, which has got to be exciting. We're equipped. Yeah. That's the first time I can say that. <laughs> I'm equipped. But we're actually trying to move away from Pro Tools. That's, uh, well, like constructing songs mm-hmm. on a grid. So hopefully we can get some money to go into a studio and not have a click track and make it sound filthy. How many, speaking of that, how many different like recording sessions were there for this material? You know? Oh, this is like uh, uh, um, I wake up every morning at 5.30 before work and work on it for a couple hours type thing yeah it's not like recording sessions it's like you grind away at it every single day which is what i imagine how a lot of stuff is made now there are a lot of different moods and approaches on this record we're like atmosphere driven um you know one of the one of the tracks that stood out to me was one of the songs called auto where you have a female vocalist what's kind of the background on that song because that's really a standout track it's so mm-hmm. like there's such an emotion behind it mm-hmm. just listening to it you know? mm-hmm that is kind of a hybrid song in the sense that um, it uh, started as like an acoustic ballad thing and then uh, we really got into house music so then it became a house song and then uh, just for the sake of wrapping it all up it returns to an acoustic ballad so uh, it's it's strange um, but uh, you know I, I think lyrically it's about uh, we kind of had a fallout with one of the guys in our band and it's kind of a cliche thing so it's not really worth going into but uh it's about the frustration behind that i would love to hear like the house music version of that song like well it's like you know there's in the middle section there's like a bridge that's extended (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that's the house music part gloria estefan (laughs) yeah it kind of sounds like gloria (laughs) estefan it's on the digital copy of the album right actually bad news the the label made us cut the album down to 40 minutes so we had to take that one off on a vinyl yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that that's gone <laughs> yeah so we still have it but yeah we still have it. you guys mentioned that you do have material written beyond bodice ripper since you have had so much time where you were waiting for the record to come out like how far are you along on like a second record or another ep or like kind of where does that stand um i'd say eight songs for sure so we probably need like i don't know eight more minutes of music although you know i wish i would have known that i can only make 40 minute 
album when I was making the album. So, <laughs> you know, like I made this whole album, like you actually need to take 16 minutes off of that. So that was infuriating. But I mean, yeah, we probably have like 32 minutes of new music wow. ready to go. So is it too early? Like I know this record's out. Like, Are you already thinking in your head like, well, maybe like we'll do this like in May or like at South by or are you just like no. so glad to have this out? Yeah, you- I think we have to have some time yeah. between the releases you know, and uh, like we don't know what we're doing as far as we don't know. I mean, the, f- the future is completely blank. No one knows. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we really are taking it day by day. <laughs> I mean, we have high hopes for this tour, this DIY tour we're, that we're on right now. Mm-hmm. And then we're trying to get onto national tours a start of next year. And it just needs to be compounding yeah. very, very quickly because, as you know very well, the music industry changes quite quickly i so, hear that from almost every band i talk to where they they drop a record and the next morning they're literally back in the studio yeah. making songs because you can't you can't be trent reznor anymore where you have like a seven-year gap between your albums yeah. and you'd be like my audience will stick around no exactly right. especially if they don't know you right <laughs> yeah. yeah you can't you, you don't can't, know us yet but you should listen to us <laughs> you can't let up and it's also confusing because you hear you know people do it in completely different ways and then you kick yourself and you think well Maybe I should have just put everything for free on a website. And as soon as you finish a song, just put it on the website. And like uh, that one rap group from L.A. with all the young kids. Yeah, they did that. And it's like they have this whole like Twitter presence. And, you know, they went like with like Lil Wayne, like just make a bunch of mixtapes. They went like guerrilla warfare. You know, I was I had um, Ryan from Sleeping at Last in here before I was talking to you guys. And he just finished a project where he did. 12 EPs over the course of a year. He created a subscription model, released 20p a month. And we were talking about other artists who have approached similar kind of like models, you know, and I was talking about Billy Corgan and Kanye West, you know, so Smashing Pumpkins were working on releasing like one song at a time, Mm. 44 songs. And I think right now they're reevaluating that model. But then you had Kanye, who like a year, year and a half ago, was releasing one song every week Mm -hmm. in kind of leading up to his record. And that seemed to be very well received. I think there's a difference in the rock and hip hop audiences and how they want to kind of consume their music. It seems like rock audiences are not as quick to kind of adapt yeah. to that model. You know what I mean? Who knows? I mean, that could get really deep. Yeah, I mean, you know, like right there. But you guys, you know, right either way, your record is out now. I think that's an, a massive accomplishment, especially. Because I've been listening to this for a while. I was fortunate enough to get a copy early on. And I'm such a big fan of this record. So I'm really excited that other people can finally now discover this music. They can get the vinyl. They can get, I assume, a download and, you know, be able to, to discover it for themselves. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, uh, It's been very nice to have an actual date to release it. Absolutely. That, I'm yeah, sure. That's what, been, what we feel like jackasses the whole time. Like, <laughs> we, we did a lot of like fake pumps. Like, oh, we're going to release it yeah. early. Two- I look at old biographies like, they're going to release it early 2010. And that's yeah. just part of that. <laughs> a lot this of fake pumps. DIY release. Yeah. Just trying to do it ourselves. And like we said this whole interview, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> what are the best places for people to be able to either get like you know, a digital download? I know that there's a really gorgeous blue vinyl that they can get. Like, where can people. Get your music. You can get it at uh, loyaldividemusic.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you also get it at kilorecords.net. Um, we also uh, check your local record store as well. They may be uh, carrying it, and if they don't, tell them to. Amazon. Amazon. Best yeah. Buy. I think Amazon's the cheapest, Rhapsody. actually. 
They can sell it cheaper than us somehow. Will people be able to listen to this in like services like RDO and Spotify? Spotify. Well? It's, yeah, it's, it's, on it's on Spotify. It's on Spotify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. Um, Loyal Divide, really, congrats on this. It's a fantastic record. I've been saying this for a long time. I've been a big fan for a long time. And I'm really happy that people can discover it now. And I'm happy for you guys that you finally have your day arrive. And you know, I know you've worked very hard to get here. So congrats. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. This has been the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series. Thanks to the members of Loyal Divide for being on the show this week. Check out their new album, Bodice Ripper, out now. Dynasty Podcast records at the Music Garage in Chicago. Check them out on the web at musicgarage.com. You can find past episodes of the Chicago vs. United audio podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews with Halal, Color Radio, Yourself in the Air, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at the ministry of the dynasty.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descent.